buddies. Welcome to HNC Buddies, the podcast. Um, we're on episode 41 now. I guess we should have probably made it a bigger deal last week when we hit the big 4-0, but that's neither here nor there. Um, have you guys done anything interesting lately? Because I haven't. Every day is pretty much the same, but it's been very chill. So it's like a good same. I'm very content with the way things have been going. Um, the only change I really wish I could make is my sleep pattern is really, really fucked up. But, you know, it is what it is. It's not anything that I'm doing. There's been like this really strange energy in the universe. And I do feel like something big is happening and it's causing a lot of weird energies. Not only that, but we have some planetary alignment that is also affecting that, but I'm not going to get too deep into that because, you know, I don't know if anybody or everybody follows like the spirituality universe stuff. And you guys probably think I'm weird anyways. Um, but so today we have another special guest. As you guys all know, I've been raising money for the organization Stack Up, and I will have my first charity stream coming up this. I don't know why I wrote Monday, but it's definitely Saturday. I blame the brain, brain fog. Um, but this Saturday, I'm going to have my first uh, charity stream for Stack Up. So I figured we should have someone on that knows all about it. So, buddy, say hello to Deity. Hello. Hello. How are you Hi. today? Very good. Very good. How are you? I am doing great. Just like I said, just been engulfed in, in this game raft. I don't know if you've ever played it or not, but like that's... I've seen it. I, I watched somebody, uh, my coworker, uh, Tateress, she was playing this morning. So oh, Tateress. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. She, uh, I interact, will kind of interact with her on t um, Twitter here and there. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I think she's emailed me a few times, probably. But, yeah. Um, so she okay. and uh, she and Alicia Perky Daisy, uh, they're the uh, the other two influence relations managers with Stack Up. Oh, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so, can you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the line of questioning? Sure. Yeah. No, I'm a so I'm a, a disability retired Army Sergeant First Class, uh, combat veteran in Iraq, Afghanistan. Um, been all over the place. Uh, landed in Idaho for. Uh, I don't want to say now reasons beyond me, but I, it's just where I ended up. Um, and it's been fine. Everything's been great. It's a beautiful place out here. I've lived all over the world. I lived in Hawaii before here, and I still say this is the most beautiful place I've ever lived. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. I've never been to Idaho, so I I don't think the only thing I really imagine with Idaho is potatoes. That's the thing is everybody <laughs> everybody's got like a joke or they they something that they've heard or they confuse it with Ohio or Iowa or something like that. Offensive. It happens all the time. Ohio is where I'm from. I mean, <laughs> I'm from Chicago originally. So I was okay. born in Georgia, but I was raised in Chicago. And it's uh, I I don't I don't claim Idaho, but I love like the state. I love the place. I love the you know, the trees, the mountains, the rivers, the lakes and all of that stuff. And so nice. it's usually a pretty big deal when I tell somebody that I used to live in Hawaii and this is the beauty, most beautiful place I've ever lived. They're like, that's not true. Like, no, it's it's it. I'm telling you, like I, Hawaii is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you go to any island, any like, you know, tropical paradise, it's going to be tropical paradise. But mm -hmm. there's you, you miss a few things like seasons and you miss yes. a, bit, a beautiful fall and you miss the turning of the leaves and you miss the forests mm -hmm. and the mountains because, you know, you got a couple of volcanoes. But let's you know, it's different. It's just different. Yeah. Just different. I mean, I guess now that you're saying that, like, I can see Idaho being more nature like like uh, Montana, Washington, Oregon. Absolutely. So, That's yeah, it. I guess I, I could see it. I could definitely see that. Yeah. So it's an out it's an outdoors, you know, sportsman's paradise type place. Um, 
you know, I, we enjoy our camping and our fishing, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I've worked for stack up now for three years this, this, this weekend, like coming up in August, oh, it'll nice. be three years. I've uh, been volunteering with them for about six years, you know, be, you know, three years before that, mm-hmm. uh, this is, uh, I haven't really streamed a lot in the last two years or so, but I'm trying to get back to that, but that's where I got, you know, kind of like my post, I went to college, I got out of the army, went to college, had a couple of jobs and then decided, you know what, I would just want to stream for a little while. And then I ended up here. So all of that to say, circuitously, I ended up with a job at StackUp and working with content creators and uh, trying to do fundraising and and keep the programs running. Oh, that's awesome. You know, you're kind of living my dream because for a while, like I'm, I'm actually getting ready to retire. Like I submit my packet in September and then I, I do an internship. I start that in April, but I clear in January. So I'm pretty much done in January. And like my dream was for a while was like, once I get out and retire, like I just want to be a streamer for the rest of my life. Like that's all I want to do. <laughs> it, but, you know, you given like it's very hard. Like people think like, you know, it's the same with like YouTube, any type of content creating. Like people think, oh, I could just pick up a camera and start doing things and I'm going to be famous. It's like not that I want to be famous, but like earn money from it. It's difficult like it's it's you have to have a really good following and i don't know it's it's just hard to get that up there i think there's a lot of things too i uh, just like to really quickly touch on it people used to ask all the time like i have been a full-time streamer i mean i've, mm-hmm. I've been i've done you know I, I was on the battlefield stream team I, i've done a lot of battlefield stuff i mean i've i've done the whole front page of twitch thing the streaming of ten thousand people before oh, wow you know I, I was on my own path the partnership for a while before you know games if you put yourself into one game it's like you niche yourself right and mm-hmm. then if something goes wrong with that game or that game doesn't do very well then you know your audience kind of follows some of that um so i kind of fell into some of that um but people people used to ask you know like well you know, how do i start streaming it's like go live yeah. end of story bottom line how do i start streaming is just go live yeah. that's it's to make an account go live mm-hmm. if you know then you got to figure out do i do i have all of the software and all the right hardware to make that work if you got all that stuff, just go live. But if you want to make money doing it, that is a whole different ball of wax. That is, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of commitment, a lot of your own personal time, as well as, um, and just to be honest with a lot of people, I mean, some people don't have it and whatever right. it is. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is for me. I, I, I really, I, I kind of think I know what it is for me, but I mean, you kind of have to figure that out for yourself. Mm-hmm. What is your it? And if you don't have it, uh, you're not going to be successful at any job, right? Whatever job you have, you've got to have it for that particular job. You know, that, that, that passion behind it, the, the desire and people want to be able to rely on whatever you're giving them and you're giving them something as a content creator. So it better be yeah. good. Right. It better be different. It better be fun. It better be engaging. It better be all of those things, you know, mm-hmm. or some, or one of those things really big. I used to tell right. people that there's three types of streamers out there. There's ones that are they're just they're just great characters, whatever they are. Doctor disrespect, right? Just a, a character that people love, regardless of whether you like him or not. He's successful mm-hmm. because of the character. Um, he's also good at video games, which doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Or be a god at video games, right? Like yeah. Shroud, no yeah. three sixty no scopes. People will watch you regardless of what you sound like or whether you talk to chat or not. If you're just a god at the game, mm-hmm. or you got to have some type of a gimmick, right? And sometimes those those can fall, you know, that you mix and match all three of those. Right. I'm sure there's others out there, but those are kind of the three. Yeah. Um, and if you can kind of have a personality, a little bit of good gaming sense, mm-hmm. I mean, you could probably make that work. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I have a personality and I'm decent at video games. My problem is like, 
I'm very, I'm very laid back and reserved. Like, I mean, there's times it depends on the game that I'm playing that I get kind of hyped up, but it just seems like a lot of the people, like the bigger streamers that I see and like this, they kind of annoy me to be honest, because I see, I see a lot of the videos come up on my uh, TikTok. There, these, the, um, the guys that talk, they, they, they're obnoxious in my opinion, like just the way they are. And it's like, just, can you just play the game like and talk normal? Like you don't have, I just feel like they're fitting into like that persona, like you were talking about, like that. Yeah, mm. they have to create a persona. Maybe that's what I need to do is come up with some sort of persona. What's up, Bill? I, I think uh, there's another category that nobody really likes to talk about or mention when it comes to streamers, but there, there's a market for it and it drives money. Uh, the e-girl streamers. I, I don't, really know what an e-girl is are those the booby streamers basically oh well, i was trying to be kind <laughs> i call i call them booby streamers because they don't do yeah. anything except i'm gonna play with my gamepad right here conveniently with this low-cut shirt honestly that you could chop that right in there with a gimmick yeah i mean that that, okay. that so and that's, that's it, and you know if, if you're if you're streaming because of your looks and that's what you're doing i mean i don't have a problem with it because mm -hmm. i'm just i I don't have I don't have time to have a problem with yeah. things that, that don't concern me necessarily. But um, right. yeah, you can just consider it a gimmick. I would mm -hmm. I would I would think hot yeah. tub streaming is a gimmick. ASMR, I guess, is gimmicky. But I mean, yeah. you know, you get into some of that stuff, and it's you, you know, you, there's probably several categories out there. Mm -hmm. You know, I just kind of picked the three that it's really easy to make some good examples out of because we have streamers that are huge, right? The ninjas of the world that are, yeah. um, you know. Right. Really good at video games. A pretty good entertainer, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It's he's fun. You know, he's, I've watched Ninja play Fortnite, and I hate yeah. Fortnite. Why can yeah. you make me watch Fortnite? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you get a, you find me a streamer to watch watch Escape from Tarkov, and I have streamers that I watch Escape from Tarkov, and I'm like, well, that's a streamer because I hate that game with flaming mm -hmm. hot passion, and I don't play that game, but I yeah. watch that game, and the only ones that I get to watch. Same thing with Warzone. I mm -hmm. hate that game, but there are some just gods at that game that i'm yeah. like man did you see that yeah and you, you know, know it's funny because like dad doesn't understand and i'm like he's like i don't understand like because he's talking he was talking about the grandkids like they sit around and they watch other people play games I'm like dad i stream myself playing games like yeah i don't get it i'm like you watch mm -hmm. football it's the same context like you are watching exactly others play a game like i love football i watch football i watch people play video games like to me it's kind of the same thing it's just it's entertainment and like that's the bottom line of it so I, I I'm I'm kind of back and forth with like the booby streamers. Like I get it. I guess I'm just low key hating because it's like, you know, you're not really doing anything. And I'm over here working my ass off and yeah. I got like five viewers. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. Okay. Th that's where I've got to drop it a little bit. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I agree with you that 98% of the e-girls or booby streamers are not skilled and they're just there to provide the service that they provide. And I'm trying to put this in the most polite context that I can, but there are some out there that are actually pretty good gamers. Now, yeah. And it, those it, ones, I don't mind. It's the ones because that pretend like they just play a game just to get the attention. They're not really playing very well. And okay. I just feel like, well, you know, it's, it's hard enough for, you know, I, and I don't like playing this gender card, but it is hard enough for women in the gaming community and then, you know, we have that. Mm -hmm. It's like, so when, like, especially streamers like me, I've had people come in, be like, get your tits out. Like, 
that's not this kind of stream. Like, what? you know, that's not this kind of stream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not sure what you were looking for. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And there's no excuse for assholes. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I get that. And I'm there with you and I support you 100% in that. But not every girl that has boobies out and is playing is not a good gamer. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can combine the two, then yeah. Yeah, like um, oh, what's her name? There's one sweet Anita. She's okay. the, I think she's the one that has Tourette's. She's pretty decent at games. Right. I like I, I enjoy watching her. There's a couple, there's a couple out there that like I enjoy watching because they're they're good at games. Right. Sorry, my phone's like I would offer up. that there is a whole slew of those uh categorized uh females and even males to some degree i'm sure that are uh what they are entertainers and that's the entertainment that they're providing Mm -hmm. and whether or not i mean twitch is twitch and and youtube have they've always been a place for gaming to be but -hmm. it's not the only thing that exists on those those formats right um there are political talk shows podcasts that take place on uh, Twitch, you know, specifically, mm-hmm. um, and, and, for, and for sure on, on, on YouTube, but there's all sorts of different for, without the, w- with all of the platforms, there's just people providing entertainment. Mm-hmm. And if you're tuning in the way that I look at it is if you turn on to channel seven and wherever you are at channel seven, it shows you something. That's what you're interested in. If you turn it on to channel two. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you get something different. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if we're, if we look at it as entertainment, Mm-hmm. You know, the value is there. And the way that I've always looked at it, it is no one who's doing that specifically. No hot tub streamer is taking viewers away from me particularly. Right. Which has always been like the big that's been the big thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, these these people or these E whatever's are taking my my viewers away. And it's like they're not. No, because people no. that come to watch me are coming to watch this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I've and never that's my gimmick, right? No, yeah, or whatever. It's, <laughs> right, and I've never, I've never lo- looked at it that way. Like, oh, they're taking away people. No, they're not. No, because those people are into that. That's why they watch them. You know, that's why I say I'm just very on the on the fence when it comes to certain types of streamers. So, when it comes to that, I I, I definitely see what you all are saying. I would also surmise that a few years ago, there was a huge push by Twitch specifically to put a lot of restrictions on e-girls, booby streamers, what could be shown. Now, a lot of that, depending on who you listen to, who you talk to, or what source you believe in, complained that they are drawing attention away from the ninjas or the Dr. Disrespects or the big streamers. And I think there's a maybe a little bit legitimacy to that, but I tend to definitely more to what you guys are saying, that you know the, the ones that tune in for gaming are not also tuning in to the booby streamers. Mm-hmm. But... I'd, I also would say that there's a uh, a market or a – I'm trying to find the right wording here, and I apologize. The I would say there's also a claim to be made for, you know, hey, I'm the normal, average, somewhat growing a beard guy, bald, but I'm a super badass NCAA football player. But wait – there is a booby streamer who's also playing NCAA football who can offer something that I can't. 
you see well, then I mean? you're then I would just contend that your interest is not football. All right. Yeah. You know, so people are going to watch what they want to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, to, mm-hmm. the 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 football analogy. Both high school or high school, college, and and NFL players all play the same game. But you may not watch any one of those particular categories. You might be a Friday Night Lights. I'm a high school football fan. I, I like my local teams. My kids are they played. Other my people, my, my my brother played. And you don't really care so much about NFL football because there's a lot going on there, and you got too much stuff going on on Sundays. But Friday Night Lights, especially in in small towns, mm-hmm. that's your everything. So it's yeah, the exact same Texas game in Ohio. That's yeah, yeah. that's actually a really good way to look yeah. at it because, mm-hmm. like you know, I'm a huge college football fan. I don't watch pro football. And there's the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, there's people the that are like, you know, college football is kitty football and NFL is the big leagues, right? And right. so you have those people that are juggling that. So mm-hmm. I would say that that's the exact same thing. It's just there. You're you're going to watch football. It's just yeah. what you're watching. You know, I yeah. like. I also like college football, and part of the part of my liking college football is because the athletes are. I feel like the sport is a little more pure. I think it's a yes. little more truer. Mm-hmm. These are these these kids. I they're kids to me. I mm-hmm. mean, I call them. I mean, they're they're 20, 18, 19, 20, 21 year old kids, and they are um, fantastic athletes. They're just figuring out what their rhythms are. They're just figuring out where their bodies, their limitations are with their mm-hmm. with their weights that they're at. They're and you're watching these teams go head to head, and you're watching lots of turnovers, which is exciting. You're you're watching them mess up quite a bit. You're watching them grow. Yeah. You know, then they get they go to the draft or they go to the combine and, you know, very few of them make it to the NFL level, but they get to mm-hmm. the NFL level. And that's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Now it's about, you know, who wants to know who wants to get injured, you know, when they're making twenty five million dollars a year. Right. You know, the, right. It, it changes the, the conversation, mm-hmm. but it's still watching football. Yeah. And we're still enjoying the same game. We're just enjoying two different. We're enjoying two different channels. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's I really I, I like that outlook on it. Yeah, I I think that's fair. I would go a little bit more beyond because the reason I've always loved college football as opposed to high school or pro is because you're watching the most um, uh, the highest athletic competition with variety. And what I mean by that is the NFL is very much a copycat league. Okay. When Bill Walsh instituted the West Coast offense, every team in the NFL started using it. And then the Patriots started using what we now consider a pro-style offense. Everybody started using that. Whereas in college football, Navy or Army or Air Force has to use the triple option offensive system to stay competitive because they have much smaller players, especially when it comes to the offensive line. Whereas Alabama, they run a more pro-style offense. Uh, Kentucky runs a more pro-style offense. And then you have the gimmick offenses, the old school. How old school is not really the proper term to use there, and I apologize. But uh, the schools that throw it a hundred times a game, and Deity, I know you know what I mean. There's some schools that will throw it. Uh, yeah, if you run a hundred plays, they threw it ninety nine times. So I, I definitely agree with that, and that's why I've always preferred it. And you're you're right. There is a space. Where, okay, you enjoy football, and then you have the subcategories, college, pro, high school. Okay. I could say, I can tell you, you put it in a gaming, in a gaming, mm-hmm. 
you know, bring it back to gaming, mm-hmm. there's gaming metas. You're talking about a meta, right? You're talking mm-hmm. about, yes. you know, people using the West Coast offense. Everybody uses West Coast offense. Why do they use it? Because that's the meta. That's well, what it works. works. Yeah. Right. Um, why does why does why does the Air Force Academy use a triple option every single year with whatever whatever you know because that's what works for them mm-hmm. you know it's it's just now you could put it back to the gaming side I just finished watching um, last couple weeks the the ALGS championships for Apex right. I love Apex Legends I love playing the game it's a very high pace um, you know the gunplay is great the speed of the game is good um the you know you get in and out of the game quickly but what, one thing that you can say about those is they also have a meta and so people are going to be you know i, I think 50 percent uh, is about 49 percent of all of the picks for all of the teams were the same three characters that's mm-hmm. strange to yeah. me right but that's a meta why do they yeah. do it because those three characters work very well together it's mm-hmm. why why does you know why do people use the 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 pump shotgun in, in fortnite that's because at some points in time, that's the meta. Why do they yeah. use the? It's so. It's just anyway. I just I just thought that that was interesting to bring it back to gaming. That there's mm-hmm. there's metas and everything, and that's yeah. why people do it that way. And that so. definitely makes sense. I definitely like that outlook. Um, okay, well, I guess enough about video games, but not really because we're going to talk about Stack Up. So yeah, um, let, tell us about Stack Up. Like, when did it get started? All yeah, that. so we're in our seventh year. Um, this is our call to arms seven. So we're in our seventh year right now. Um, we are a uh, quick story, I guess, about how it got started is Steve Machuga, you know, our, our, our executive director. He was, uh, you know, Army Ranger captain out there. In Ar- he was out there in Iraq the year after I was. Um, so I was there for the ground war portion 2003. He was there in 2004. Um, and he was part of an infantry unit and they got a supply like a a care package Mm -hmm. and it was from a local library somewhere and it was a very well-intentioned very well put together supply crate full of uh, harlequin romance novels to a bunch of infantry dudes Mm -hmm. who were like okay so they took them to the range and they shot at them because Mm -hmm. they used them for target practice so they did something with them but one thing that steve took back with him is that uh the intention was there what they didn't know was what the soldier needed yeah what the, what the veteran needed what that what that 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 fighter you know really needed to have in front of them mm-hmm. um to de-stress but that was the intention let me yeah. give you something to read and that, that you know how that goes now steve while he was out there also in his uh in his bdu pocket kept his game boy advance right so he's out there playing final fantasy tactics or whatever on his downtime you know when he's leaning up against his rucksack mm-hmm. so he comes back from iraq with this idea of that's not what soldiers need that's not what veterans need that's not what the marines need when they're out there you know outside the wire um and so he his driver went back to iraq so he went and boxed up I think an Xbox uh, or a PlayStation, one of the two, and put together the very first supply crate and sent that out to him. Now, that was uh, probably 16, 17 years ago. You'd have to ask Mm -hmm. Steve, but he'd probably say, yeah, right about then. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a long time ago. But he had realized that there's a need. There's a benefit right? To mental health benefit to gaming. He was using it, playing with his Game Boy Advance. He was using that to de-stress. He knew that he knew what anybody, I'm 45 and a half years old. Mm. If you're younger than me, you have played games, touched games, been around games, seen games. Even if you don't play video games, 
you probably do play video games. I yeah. bet you you candy crushed it at some point <laughs> or you did or you you clash or clan did it or some at some point. But you know what I mean? It's like everybody yeah. has touched video games. Now, there certainly above my age like there there'll become a gap and some people will and some people won't. But mm-hmm. I think he realized that the era of 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 fighting uh, you know, forces that are out there over the last 20 years were deep seated in the 1980s to the 2015, you know, 2000 and 2000 gaming era. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, well, I can just start a charity that then goes with the mental health aspect of gaming, you know, giving somebody something to have a, a, a very, uh, a good, a good way to de-stress or to maybe beat combat fatigue or to yeah. just make the worst thing in your mind, the last thing in your mind. Yeah, And for people that have been deployed and people that have uh, just experienced, even if you haven't deployed and you've experienced everything from just being separated from your family, people that get stationed in Korea, people that are, you know, people in the Navy that are underway and they're underway for very long periods of time and they don't see their families for, you know, six months to a year. Um, you've got uh, people in the Air Force stationed all over the globe, right? Mm-hmm. And we're just talking about the U.S. forces, not not even talking about our allies that we that we work with as well. Mm-hmm. Um but he 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 realized that he can support those folks with video games, and that was the the supply crate. There it is. Yeah. It's a one stop shop. It gives you a, a console, some games, a way to de stress. Mm-hmm. And like I say, I keep saying, make the worst thing in your mind the last thing in your mind. If we can yeah. make the worst thing in your mind the last thing in your mind, maybe the worst thing in your mind never gets a chance to consume you. Yeah, that, and I and I think that's great because that's definitely that was definitely one of the things that I used to de stress. Um, not so not so much in Iraq. I didn't have I, I guess I had a couple computer games, but uh, not like, you know, it was just a cheap ass laptop that I had. So it was mostly, you know, movies and TV shows. But when I got to Afghanistan, I got that that case that has its own little TV and you set your Xbox in it. So I every time like when I done with missions, I was going on missions like every single day. Like I knock out some college and then I'm playing Skyrim like my whole fucking deployment. So it, it's definitely like gaming for me personally has been my outlet for fucking like decades like it's been my favorite thing to do for a very very long time and it helps like i i just zone out you know like that's part of what i've been doing the past couple weeks is i've just been completely emerging myself i don't know if that's the right word but Mm -hmm. getting into these games that i've been playing and just forgetting about everything else because I I've been on um, you know, this is obviously the first time that we're meeting and, but I've been on this roller coaster for those of you that's listening knows that this roller coaster I've been on and it's like, I have to escape it. And, you know, working out used to be it. And I haven't really been able to do that because of my physical health. So it's like back to video games and I've completely just drowned myself in video in a good way, drowned myself in video games. So the only, the only thing I want to add to that though, is don't do it to a point where you have to end up, burying the problems because that's going to get uprooted later on so it's good it's a good fix for you know temporarily um okay i just i can't it's too heavy right now but i i always recommend trying to find a way to deal with those things later on because if not when that stuff uproots you're not going to have a good time (laughs) so what you just said um i'll put it into some context for people too uh for some people it's a pill for some people. It's a mental health doctor Mm -hmm. for some people. It's their faith or their church for some people. It's their family for Mm -hmm. some people. It's the gym for some people. It's Marvel comics or Mm -hmm. DC comics or whatever fantasy novels they enjoy. But for some people it's video games. 
But that doesn't mean that any one of those things is a magic bullet. What -hmm. it means is that we can put one more tool in your tool belt. Yeah. So if I can keep you occupied, keep you having fun, if I can maybe bring you into a game. And this has happened to me several times uh, over the course of me working with StackUp, even before I worked with StackUp, where somebody's like, I'm not having a good day. I want to play some games. All right, let's start on play some games. Yeah. That may be the thing that that person needed right then, right there. And that might have helped. It might have saved a life. You don't quite know. And mm-hmm. and some and now we know for sure now we have the data to support those things, yeah. right? You know, people mm-hmm. coming into our stop program, people being part of our orbit that are playing video games, people that are coming to air assaults, people that are uh, supply recipients. We know that those things have done, you know, uh, life saving work. Mm-hmm. But it's not just that in and of itself. It's you can't just play a video game and then never get help. Right. You, can't, you know, you've got to be able to get help, too. Yeah. Um, maybe a video game is all you need for right now. Maybe mm-hmm. it's maybe it's the thing that that does what it needs to do right now. Yeah. Um, well, I think you said it perfectly. Tool tool yeah, I was going to say, I think you said it perfectly. That's just it's another tool to use because what happens with a lot of people, especially veterans. And I'm so grateful that StackUp is out there doing what they're doing, because, you know, a lot of us, we move around so much. And we're always away from our families and we have a lot of time where we're just by ourselves and then we start dealing with shit like me, um, not trying to make it a sob story or anything like that. But like I'm currently stationed in New York uh, on Long Island and I really don't have any friends physically with me. Like all the friends that I have are like my TikTok buddies or whoever I'm playing video games with, which I'm really I'm just now starting to build that back up because for probably two years, I haven't really played video games with anybody. So I've been like very secluded and it's like shit. So I lost my train of thought for a second, but, um, you know, I use it as an outlet and I don't, I really don't know where I was going with that. Well, you said you were out there by yourself. Yes. Oh, that's, that's what it was. So you're, you know, you, you, you're out there by yourself. So for some people like, you know, especially in the veteran community, like we, we are secluded a lot. So this is our way to get socialization, have fun with other people because we don't necessarily get to do that. You know, even if we're even deployed, I don't know. I don't know how much online gaming people are really doing over there. I never was into online gaming during that time when I was over there. Um, Internet was kind of really shitty when I was there. So I don't know if you could really get any online gaming. But even still, you know, you're with your other buddies to, you know, play video game, like play Madden or whatever video games you end up getting. When I was in Afghanistan, it was uh, 2006 and seven, And, um I played you were you were you were playing Skyrim when you were there. I was playing Oblivion. Nice on the, on the 360. <laughs> so I had purchased a brand new Xbox 360 uh-huh. um, from the AFI store. Had that delivered out there and uh, fired up Oblivion, and that was yeah. what I did. You know, that was one of the ways that I decompressed, as well mm-hmm. as movies. Movies was another way that I decompressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there was a single uh, soldier on the fob that hadn't watched, except for me. I never did it, but it watched all of the Sex in the Cities. Mm-hmm. Because they ran out of things to watch. Yeah. And they didn't, they, you just want something to go to sleep to or whatever else. But right. I, mean, I watched a ton of movies out there. Um, but I, I also, you know, it's just what you do when you're downtime. You have mm-hmm. to do something or you lose your mind, really. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, I don't want to, I just lost my train of thought there, but I was playing Oblivion. <laughs> uh, but the, the whole point there was uh, having something while you're deployed, while you're out there in the box. That is, it, it can just be a, a, a real boon. 
especially if you're out there on a sh- on doing shift work mm-hmm. or I was on helicopters all the time flying around. I was doing counterterrorism stuff. I mean, you, you come down off of that because every time you get up in the air, you're scared, but you're, you're trying not to be scared. Yeah. Like, I just want to just get me to the get me to the next place. Let's get down on the ground. Let's do what mm-hmm. we're going to do. I was way more scared, scared in the air than I was on the ground. You know, it was like that was but the, the video game was what kind of pulled me back and it was like, hey, just calm down. Just mm-hmm. go ahead and fight some goblins and do whatever you're going to do. Go find yeah. a, go find a, a, an oblivion gate and, mm-hmm. you know. Well, it's a perfect escape, too, because like, you know, video games, whether you're deployed or not, it's a, it's an escape from reality. Like, um, you know, the type of game like there are gamers out there like myself included that that I'm in the game. That's why I can't play scary games, because I put myself in the game and like scary games scare the bejesus out of me. Like scary yeah. movies I can watch mm-hmm. all day. But like w- if it's a video game, I, I can't. I'm too into it and it scares the fuck out of me. Like um, we're you know, we're playing raft and we got to one part of the game where you have to dive deep into the ocean and all you keep hearing is thumping. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to have. And there's like a bunch of like electric jellyfish or whatever. And all I'm thinking is we're going to have to fight a giant jellyfish. It wasn't a giant jellyfish. It was something way more terrifying. But I'm like fucking getting scared. Like, every it's time way more play, terrifying. <laughs> every time. And the game's, what was like, it? It was a it was a like a rhino shark. It, it was ginormous it was huge but like i was like oh my god and it's just like um i don't know if you've ever played stranded i like to play a lot of survival games so mm-hmm. um stranded deep was another one and you fight like this giant squid and i didn't know that there was monsters when i first started i think i got it when it was early release i don't know if it's still early release or not but i first got it when it was early release and i'm like oh like this looks oh there's this sunken ship like let me dive down here and then all of a sudden here comes this fucking crack and it scared the fuck out of me it's like oh my god <laughs> but it's just it's just a great escape from reality i just fucked up my focus but it's just a great escape from reality um so you you kind of already touched a little bit about the supply crates so um, yeah if you can go ahead and talk about the different uh pillars that stack up provides yeah so the supply crates is one of them and you know simply it's a gaming care package and we did talk about what they do and what's in them uh, usually just a console we've done we've done tabletop supply crates before as well and we send those to troops abroad um, something for people to remember too is that even though we're out of Iraq and Afghanistan, we're not actually out of anything. Mm-hmm. We still have troops deployed. Uh, some folks are in Iraq or, or uh, in Kuwait, um, Horn of Africa. We've got people stationed everywhere from South Korea to um, and they're the, out there on the DMZ all the way out to Diego Garcia. The ship's underway. As I mentioned before, we've got people that are all over the place, but we also have a ton of veterans. We were at war for about 21 years, you know, in, in that in the global war on terrorism, you know, whatever you however you want to categorize that that two decades. We have a ton of veterans, a ton of them. Um, and so these supply crates are there are, are meant to meet them where they are and give them that stress, whether they're getting shot at or whether they're just away from their families, mm-hmm. or whether they just want to reconnect with their buds, or maybe they just don't want to be alone. Yeah. Maybe they just need something because there's a lot of veterans out there that are just feeling very, especially with during COVID and be isolation, they were further isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what a supply crate is for. Uh, and then we also have our air assaults, which are where we take disabled or deserving veterans and we bring them to VIP level events like a Comic-Con. Let's say we take them out to Comic-Con. Uh, we give three or four of them a bunch of badges. We pay for them, pay for all their meals, get, you know, put them up in a hotel or an Airbnb, come back to the Airbnb, play Dungeons and Dragons with my boss, who's a, who's a DM, um, get to meet celebrities, uh, meet, meet John Bernthal from Punisher, meet mm-hmm. um, uh, their, your favorite streamer or your favorite cosplayer. I remember at Pack South had one gal come out there, Army vet. Uh, she just really wanted to meet Dr. Lupo, and somehow 
Dave made that happen and she got to meet and got a hug from oh. Dr. Lupo. It was just a big thing for her because that's what she needed. That's what she mm-hmm. wanted. And it was just, you know, it's, it's, it's possibilities like that, that we make happen where the veteran otherwise may not been able to afford going, or maybe they wouldn't have gone for their social anxiety or their mm-hmm. PTSD. You know, we provide that safe space and we're like, no, you can have this. And so that's the air assault program that we have. Then we have our 24-7 suicide prevention, uh, crisis intervention, uh, peer-to-peer, non-clinical support discord. And that's a whole lot of stuff to say that we uh, have a discord out there for anybody over the age of 18 to pop into and say, hey, my name's Sean or Deity. Uh, you can be anonymous. Say, I'm, having, I'm not having a great time. I'm kind of in crisis right now. And they'll take you. They'll triage you. They're trained. They're certified. They're HIPAA, they're HIPAA certified for Privacy Act. Um, and then, you know, they also have what's called a duty to warn. So if they think that someone's going to hurt themselves or someone else, mm-hmm. we do have a clinical board. And we, we can we elevate that to the clinical board so that we can work on health and welfare checks if we need to. Oh, um, nice. So those are the that's the three uh, programs that we have there. And then we've got our stacks. Our stacks are our local volunteers all mm-hmm. over the world um, from New Zealand all the way out to Isle of Wight. I think I don't I'm, I don't know. If we still have Isle of Wight out of, mm-hmm. out of UK, but we did have at one point we had a stack out there. Um, and those are just uh, all booths on the ground. Those are the people that are coming out to the events and helping us staff booths when we go to Comic Cons or when mm-hmm. we go to, uh, you know, PAX, you know, PAX West or PAX, PAX East. Those are people that are having, they're doing community service work with our red shirts, the ones that you're wearing right now. You know, they're running around with a red shirt doing community mm-hmm. service, doing meals on wheels, doing police calls, picking stuff up, you know, going and doing like Earth Day. I think we did a bunch of police call stuff. You know, people were out there just cleaning up the beach. Steve was out there cleaning up the beach in, in L.A., right? Nice. Um, so that's that's what we are. Those are the four bi- pillar programs that we have. Um, and now we have something that's actually new and kind of falls in line with the air assault program a little bit. Um, but it's a uh, we have a mansion that someone bought for us in Van Nuys, California. Called I was going to ask house. about that. The fa- Yeah, I was going to ask about the Phalanx house because I remember seeing it announced, but I don't think I remember seeing like what it was about. So, well, I'm going to give you something that you can give to the producer bill. And I don't know what he might be able to do with this, but that might be something that you can use in the pod or even post-production. Uh, for that, but that is basically a really quick snippet of what the Phalanx house is. Let's see if I can share share my screen. Um, see if I can. I wonder if I can zoom in. Can I zoom in on this? Uh, yeah, open original. Uh, open at the link? bottom. At the at the bottom. Oh, open, original. open original. Okay. And, and that should open it in a place where you can you actually go. view it there. And so what this is is it's a house. It's a mansion basically it's about it uh, it's, sleeps about eight to ten or twelve uh veterans in there uh, all over the, they can sleep on the, on the on the big big red foofs you can see back oh. behind that second picture there with steve there oh, yeah um i'm in some of these photos my teammates are in these photos we were out there putting that house together back in march and it's literally you got a, a land center so you can do tournaments we've got a vr center out there we've got uh you can see the multimedia room that we're all sitting in the big you know funny chairs out yeah. there Got the smoke pit out by the pool, which has a jacuzzi. Oh my and then god! <laughs> what you don't see, what's not listed in the picture there, is a streaming room that we now have set up. Uh-huh. So we have a streaming room for we bring some bring one of you guys out there one time or something, or maybe you're a veteran that's out there on air assault and you want to stream, um, and you go and you stream from the house. Um, we've done that a few times now, and then there's also uh, a D and D tavern 
We have a, a whole tavern built in the backyard that seats about eight to ten people, and you can just sit there and roll dice. And my boss will be back there doing the one shots and you know w- taking you through a campaign, teaching you how to play your first D and D game. That's what I st- want to learn. I want to learn D and D so bad. <laughs> See, you need to you need to apply for an air assault so you can get out there for that. Yeah, I mean, so I was hmm. um, somebody. Uh, sent me like the information i cannot remember where the event was that they were trying to send me but it just it conflicted with work you know still being active duty so it's i'm like i'll get into all that like when i actually have the freedom to do literally whatever the fuck i want so i'll just wait on that yeah definitely i want to i want to go out to the phalanx house like that looks so like so much fun it's a blast it's a really cool place i can't understate how how really awesome of a of a it's it's like a it's like a gamer's Airbnb. Yeah, it's literally what it is, um, and it's for vets. That's what it's for. Yeah. And we've got three hundred thousand veterans that are out there in the LA uh, County area, mm-hmm. and so that's something that that locally they've been able to do. They did a they did a uh, a Father's Day event mm-hmm. where they had a bunch of veteran dads and their kids go out there and play and see see you know get have a barbecue and all of that. Um, we have the opportunity to get celebrities to come out there perhaps and, and, and have an event out there. Mm-hmm. We've got the opportunity to bring, uh, if we, you know, if the world shuts down again for COVID or something like that, when we can't go to PAX East, we can go to, you know, maybe Disneyland still open and we take them to, to Van Nuys and we put it, we take them to the beach, we take them to Disneyland, take them mm-hmm. to Hollywood, take them to Universal Studios, all of the great things that are right there. Super, you know, super very conveniently located right yeah. there in L.A. Oh, that's um, awesome. And it's warm all year round. So, I mean, you can't beat that. Yeah, that's really awesome. Now, are they are they planning on not necessarily a phalanx house, but, you know, as far as like something similar, or maybe, you know, not like a mansion, but like doing that maybe somewhere on the East Coast for those people that can't make it to Cali? Or do you guys fly them out there? Yes, all oh. of that. Um, we do fly them out there. Uh, we, that is something that we already have done. I know that we'll probably do that same thing in the future. I don't know mm-hmm. how they're going to plug it into the air assault program or if they will plug it into the air assault program, but like officially, mm-hmm. but essentially that's kind of, it's like a mini assault, but it's, you know, we don't know what we're going to do with that or how it's going to yeah. work out. But right now it's being utilized where veterans are getting out to there. We, we, we have done an air assault out there already. We brought veterans to that location. Um, they've seen what's going on. We've had a couple uh, regiment GGs, some esports folks that were out there at a tournament. They mm-hmm. stayed at the house for a couple of nights. They went and played their tournament in LA, stayed at the house. Wow. Um, so having veterans just come through the event as an event is, is also mm-hmm. something that we're interested in. Are we going to do it somewhere else? I don't know, but I'm sure that that is not off the table. It's yeah. literally just location and who's going to pay for it. Before we move on, buddies, let's take a quick break. Welcome back. Now let's continue on with the show. So, yeah. um, cause people, you know, I'm sure there's people who are like, well, you're a charity. Why'd you spend $2.5 million on a mansion at Van Nuys? We did not. Yeah. Um, we, we had somebody that decided that they wanted to buy that for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they, they rented, they, they, we rent it from them for a small fee a year, mm-hmm. I guess it's a tiny fee, but it's just a really cool thing that could be duplicated once you what, just like anything else, right? Just like a supply crate. Steve mm-hmm. built the first supply crate, replicated it now thousands of times. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So now we've got a phalanx house. We've got everything up and running. Once we get this first year out of the way, Steve might have plans. I don't know for Florida. You know, yeah. by Disney World, you know, where Dave is at. So because mm-hmm. we've got we've got our warehouse in Florida. We've got our headquarters in California. Mm-hmm. All of us are all over the map, all over the U.S. 
Yeah, that's man, that's really awesome. I really, I really love this program. So the call, like the call to arms, you know, that's what a lot of us. Uh, it's a year long charity that we do, and a lot of us stream. Well, I don't know if a lot of us, but I, that's how I was introduced to it is through streaming. So you know, a lot of us will have like our call to arms stream. Um, I know last year was a really, really big year for the call to arms. I think we all together raised that what two point nine million, a little over two point nine million. I think is what it was. I'll actually show you right here. And another cool little thing that I've got keyed up for you. That's our 2021 roll-up. That's everything that we were able to do last year for every program that we run. Um, yeah, we raised about $3.3 million, $1.2 million. That was cash. That was the first million-dollar year we've ever had. Oh, wow. And the cool thing about that $1.2 million cash is $801,000 of that was raised by content creators and their communities. Oh, wow. Nearly so it's, a million it's significantly dollars. higher than I thought. Because when I went back, I, I went back to look at a video and it said 2.9. So it's significantly higher than what I thought. That's awesome. Yeah, that's our 2021 roll up right there. And that talks about how many people we serviced through, how many engagements we had with the STOP mm -hmm. program. You know, we had 431 people that came, that 431 engagements with the STOP program. We did six air assaults, 72 events. Oh, I'm stacks. sitting here. I'm so sorry. I thought I already shared the screen. I'm sitting here oh, staring okay. at <laughs> everybody, everybody <laughs> watching. I'm so sorry. I, I'm my bad. So this is, let me start back from the top. So there's the revenue, cash generations. All right, continue with what you're saying. I'm sorry. No, for sure. And so this is just a, a um, really cool snapshot of all of the things that we did uh, in 2021 um, and things that we continue to try to replicate in 2022 and beyond. Man, this is this is so exciting, like such such great stuff. Um, how do I remove this now? <laughs> This is why Bill's supposed to do this stuff. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like that, that's, that's, yeah, that's amazing, amazing, you know, stuff that the organization is doing. Um, I definitely, you know, stand behind it like a thousand percent, you know, like I, I, I fucking love stack up. I wish I could be more involved, um, you know, than what I already am. Like I used to be part of the reserve stream team. I know you guys disbanded that, but like eventually in the future, I'd like, <clears throat> excuse me, I would hope to be like part of the stream team that, you know, once I'm not active duty anymore and have like more free will, so to speak, and, you know, get involved with the stacks. Um, somebody did just ask where, uh, were there any stacks in New York city? Um, so, so do you want to talk about yeah. the locations you do with that? Top of my head, uh, I couldn't tell you where all the stacks are located. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not the program uh, that I work with the closest. Liz Finnegan is our community manager, and she runs that program. However, you can go to our website right now. You can go to stackup.org, stackup and you can look at our stacks program, and there's a map there that shows you where all of our active stacks are located and a contact for, where the, for the people that you need to talk to uh, to get into that. So, nice. Off the top of my head, couldn't tell you if there's one in NYC. It seems like there could be or should be, but mm -hmm. um, a lot of them tend to be closer to military bases. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's just you know kind of how that works out. But big cities also. So probably up more if if it's in New York, probably up closer to Buffalo near Fort Drum. I don't know. I Perhaps. only know army. I only know that's, army bases clearly. That's so for <laughs> sure, that that could be that could be the case there. Um, like uh, we had one San we got one San Antonio. Uh, we got a Boston stack. 
got a San Diego stack, got an LA stack. So it's like we've, all of those big areas, but all of those areas I just mentioned all also have military near them. Okay. Um, how can people get involved? I already know you kind of touched on the website. So yeah, no, the website, hundred percent, the website's where to go. Um, first off, if you're on social media and you see and you follow StackUp, please follow StackUp, StackUp.org, D-O-T-O-R-G, on all social media, StackUp, mm-hmm. D-O-T-O-R-G. Um, give us some retweets out there. Give us some love. If you see a supply crate out there, somebody celebrating something big that they did with their charity event, uh, you see one of these stacks, you know, one of the things that they were able to carry out over that period of time, go ahead and throw them some love. That would be, that's one great way to support. If you're a content creator on any platform, um, you can talk to somebody like me or Perky Daisy or Taterus and or any one of the people in the IRT, the influencer relations team, and we'll get you set up to stream uh, or to record content. However, you want to do that to fundraise. Uh, that's that's another big way. That's what I do is fundraising. Um, and then you can also join the stacks. So you can take a look at what's out there with the stacks. Um, you, there's also places to donate uh, old equipment. If you go to the website, there's a there's a there's a place way there's a way to donate other equipment or other things other than money. Um, so if you've got a PlayStation Four or PlayStation Five and you just want to donate it, you can send that out to Bunnell, Florida, where Dave is, and he'll throw it in the warehouse and it'll get to get to find its way probably into a supply crate. Um, there's lots of ways to support. The website has all of that information. Um, I kind of just ran through about four or five things that are. Right now, you can just go and do. Yeah. Um, the retweets are big. The socials big. Fundraising's big. Yeah. Um, now, do you have to be a veteran to like volunteer um, with StackUp? Absolutely not. No, we've got family members, mil- people are military adjacent all over the place. People whose grandpa served, or their grandmother served, or their sister served, or their brother served. They may never put on a uniform, but they support what we do and so they we 100 percent. we have a lot of volunteers we have people on our staff that aren't i'm I'm a veteran but that's that's we don't not all of us are veterans we have civilians Uh hell tater s is a canadian half canadian half american oh nice i can't can't say american half canadian half u.s citizen so she's she's a dual citizen so okay awesome um oh what was i just getting ready to ask Oh, uh, what about, because I know we obviously help support, you know, our allied forces. So pretty much the same thing, you know, we'll send supply crates to allied forces, right? Yep. And if you're out there listening right now and you're watching this and you're saying, hey, I live in the UK or I live in Canada and I served or my brother served, Mm -hmm. they can get put in for a supply crate or an air assault as well. All right. Well, that's, yeah, that's good to know. uh, (laughs) the, The kind of the silly, the silly, it's not a silly joke, but if you're not shooting at us, we're trying to help you out. Yeah, there you go. It's it's funny because we actually have um, it, a lot of Germans uh, in our audience that listen on Spotify, not live, but like in our uh, Spotify audience, there's a lot of Germans. So hello, Germany. Thank you for supporting. If you are military, hit us up. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. Well, I think uh, sh- should we do some some fill in the blanks Ooh, or is there anything okay. else you want to add about stack up before we move into the fill in the blanks? Uh no, I think that we've covered most everything. Um, I would just uh, say, you know, thank you for letting us talk about it on your on your podcast and your platform, and letting us being able to, you know, kind of share what we do and and how people can help. That's that's really important. So we appreciate yeah. that. Well, I appreciate. I definitely appreciate you coming on and you know educating people. You know, there's only so much. I know the blurb that was given to me for like when I do the streams on stack up, like I just know the little verbiage, like that's about, you know, it, I don't know all the finer details that you were able to provide. So that was really awesome. All right. So fill in I'm the blanks, to. Bill. 
Absolutely. Let's get into it. And Didi, thank you for joining us. This is a sure. uh, awesome opportunity for uh, veterans and allies to get involved. And I definitely want to make sure we put that out there. <laughs> Scott, dang it. <laughs> Tavern okay. Bill. All right. Time for our top 10 fill in the blanks. Everyone's favorite segment that we've known to uh, love and enjoy. Number one. The ultimate DC versus Marvel fight that I want to see in a live action movie is blank. Oh, that one's kind of hard. Definitely Superman, probably versus Captain America, I think would probably be the best one to watch. Or Thor. I take that back. Superman versus Thor, I think, would be a good one. Wow. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that one a lot. Actually, I had. To th- <laughs> I was thinking about it. That that's that's a that's a good. That's a that's an awesome. That's like a Thanos battle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that's like that's that's about that's that epic. That's that yeah. Epic. Mine would uh, mine would be Batman versus Daredevil. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot because here, I got to tell you, Daredevil and Batman are ex- exactly the same. Except one of them's rich and one of them's blind. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Wow. There's there's no difference. They're regular old people without superpowers. Mm-hmm. One wow. of them's blind and one of them's rich. <laughs> ben Affleck versus himself. One hundred percent. I didn't even think about that. No, it, oh it'd be it'd be uh, it'd be Cox. The greatest comment it, it, in the history of no, this it, podcast. It, no, it'd, be, it'd be Charlie Cox for sure, because yeah. there's no way that I'd ever. Uh, dare, he's my daredevil. Uh, Charlie Cox no, is my daredevil. Ben Affleck was a terrible daredevil. Yeah, Charlie Cox is the daredevil. Don't get me wrong, and I love him, but. That was great, KM. That was yeah. That was really <laughs> that was well done. I didn't. I didn't even think about that. Very well done. Very well done. Um, mine. I'm kind of go a little street level. I know the easiest answer is always Avengers versus the Justice League. I'm going to go a little lower on the level. I'm going to say X Men versus Teen Titans. Yeah, that could be a good one. I, I kind of feel like the X Men would annihilate them, though. Maybe not annihilate. You know, just I, what, I, I, I'm with you, but whenever you count the Teen Titans out, that's when they come out swinging. Yeah. So, all right. The X Men's just a bunch of teens with powers. I mean, yeah. right? I mean, that's that's kind of how that goes. Right. So it's it's, it's almost that might be a good matchup. Yeah. Okay, and it also depends on the lineup and the roster. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two, my favorite color of highlighter is blank. I never really thought about having a favorite, but I always use yellow. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. It was always uh, orange or green, but that I I went I, after after I went to after I went to college, I went to grad school and decided to to go a little bit harder, and I had to actually use highlighters that would that i could it wasn't just bs highlighting anymore oh it was, so it was you had to actually highlight. go back and yeah go yeah. back and find it yeah like, because oh. i needed that that like like when i did my undergrads it's like man you could sleep through that stuff and you mm-hmm. highlight the whole book if you wanted to but yeah. in my grad in grad school so I, I think it's going to be orange for me because it's something but i would actually use three or four highlighters mm-hmm. for a couple of different things mm-hmm. you know basis you know like maybe an opinion versus oh he's got the, the that yellow or green 
That is yellow, and you can see the little fluid at the bottom. There you go. Yeah. Uh, those are good ones. What, uh, what did you study, if you don't mind me asking? My undergrads are in so uh, sociology. I have, a, I have a Bachelor of Science in Sociology and a Bachelor of Arts in Philosophy. And oh, then, wow. Yeah, and then I, I have... I can tell you're really smart. <laughs> That's what everybody keeps saying that. Yeah, you know what? Just, you guys keep saying weird. it. I'm gonna have to live up to it. Yeah, you know? you're gonna have to. Live up to it. Um, no, it's just it was it's certain it was certain words I was like picking up on. I was like, this guy's really intelligent. <laughs> I can't you. compete. <laughs> what am I doing here? Here now, the yeah. show is now the H and C buddies with deity. <laughs> no, Number no, no. Three. My my, uh, I was, my I was gonna say my 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 graduate degree is in community development. So okay, nice. All right, number three, and I'm I want to start with deity. A movie that I love, but I might be embarrassed to tell people, is blank. The Notebook. I love The Notebook. Respect. That is a great one. And I'm not embarrassed to say it, though. That's yeah. the thing. It's like, I don't really, okay. I, I'm a pretty emotional dude, so I don't really, yeah. like, I cry at the end of The Notebook, for sure. I don't yeah. think I really have any that, like, I'm embarrassed to say. I mean, I've had people that, like, tease me because, like. I like the Twilight movies, <laughs> like, but you know, I don't think there's any movies out there that I'm embarrassed to say. P.S. I love you is a really good one. I love that movie. Okay. Almost said right. the Clooney Batman, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I, would, I, I probably would have removed you from my stream. <laughs> oh, wow. He was a terrible Batman. I could have said the Kilmer Batman. He was even worse. <laughs> All right. The worst video game I've ever spent money on was blank. Oh, I feel like there's so many. <laughs> like, well, because like, you know, there's like, there's games out there that they just don't live up to the expectation. Well, you yeah, know? but specifically something that you've bought. I mean, I did not buy Anthem, but it definitely did not live up to expectations. It's tough because in my gaming experience, I I don't I haven't purchased a lot of video games in the last several years because I'm part of some cool programs I've done. I've flown around the world to play video games. And so it's like I get a lot of free ones that are also trash, but <laughs> that are supposed to be triple A titles. So okay. if the so, yeah. I think you're trying to dig a little too deep, guys. I think for me, Roller Coaster Tycoon, because I returned it and got my money back. There you go. All right. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Okay. I didn't. I didn't buy Battlefield twenty forty two, but if I did, I'd be very upset with myself. <laughs> I guess I'm going to go old school and say Tecmo Super Bowl for Sega Genesis. I'm just saying. Fair enough. All right. The one thing that civilians probably do not understand about military life is blank. Food. Okay. Military food. I don't care if it's a like hot rats versus cold rats versus mm. MREs. You know, it's like that's something that I don't think that they don't understand. I mean, it's this is more of a broader statement i guess but I'm j i would just say the lifestyle like you know we we have a way different sense of humor than you know civilians <clears throat> do we live a completely different lifestyle you know we can function like i've been <clears throat> shit the past two weeks i've been functioning off like you know two to three hours of sleep a night if that 
And like most people don't understand like how we sleeping in weird places and weird positions. They don't understand how we can do that. <laughs> so I think just the lifestyle period, like I don't think they quite fully understand. Uh, oh, Tina, that's good. That's it's being, really good. Yeah. Yeah. They don't I guess they don't get that either too much being called a civilian. Well, I mean, you guys are. <laughs> the one part of my body that I would never get a tattoo on is blank. My face. My butt. No comment. <laughs> Number seven. That's sensitive. Kulo's sensitive. I'm not. I don't want to tattoo yeah. down there. And it's and I learned because I was oh, binge watching. Oh, 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 I didn't say anything. I just said no comment. I was binge watching uh, <laughs> Ink Masters, and I learned that the the bum is actually a really difficult place to tattoo because of the soft tissue. And so it, it moves around a lot. And yeah, and it moves around a lot. So you have to actually find a really good tattoo artist that you know understands that. Um, those physics of the bum. Physics of the oh, bum. The that bum. is now a thing. I can't yeah. physics of the like bum. Too. Okay. Yeah, I got All it. Right. I just I got it. A new one. I saw that. That's yeah, awesome. My minion. <laughs> All right. Number seven. Oh, Jen, you're gonna hate me for this one. Uh, Jen is ex uh, accepting applications for new producers. I'll just go ahead and put that out there right now. <laughs> Blank. Is the sexiest fictional character in pop culture not named Wonder Woman or Daenerys Targaryen? Look at her! Her eyes immediately started. Wait, 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 wait! You're saying the hottest is either one of those two? No, 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 no. Nate, I'm not allowed to say those two. <laughs> oh, not allowed to say those two. They could be. They could be. Uh, uh, Anybody other than Wonder Woman or Daenerys Targaryen in pop culture? In pop culture, this can be a dude too. By the way, I mean Black I Widow. I think I think she's got it. I think she okay. would be up there. All right, that's fair. Oh, that now that made it harder for me because that that, <laughs> that that's yeah. Um, I would. Uh, I'm gonna go with a gamer reference because I happen to be a big Apex fan, and I'm gonna say Valkyrie. Okay. I have not seen that character. It's been a long time since I've played Apex. I think the last character that got released was the the girl that does the electric things. <laughs> Dolly Parton. That was Watson. <laughs> oh yeah, Watson. I can't remember what the, her name was. Um, okay, Dolly yeah. Parton is a real person. <laughs> but but that's a pop culture reference. I mean, a country. Oh, I I was thinking. I thought you said fictional. No, I said pop culture. I'm apologize. Or you said fictional. <clears throat> Anyways, that doesn't change okay. my answer. Uh, <laughs> my answer is probably uh, – uh, I'm secure enough in my manhood. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Just going by the numbers and social media alone, Jason Momoa. Well, As well, a character? Let, or yeah, that's an actor. Let's say uh, Aquaman. Okay. I did like his version of Aquaman. I know a lot of people did not like Aquaman, but I did like his version. Okay. All right, Jen, here you go. One thing I specifically want to see in the House of Dragon is blank. Um, I mean, 
obviously dragons. I feel like that's an obvious one. I, I want to see. That, I want to see. I want to make sure we see dragon. But we're obviously going to see dragons. But I, because I, I know this takes place prior to everything. So mm-hmm. I just don't know how. I can't remember how far ahead it said. So mm-hmm. I would like to see the Robert Rebellion okay. at some point. I mean, obviously Robert that Rebellion. would be towards the end of the series. Um, okay. If they if they don't if they make it that far and if people don't fucking ruin it, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, see something, uh, something I don't want to see. You don't want to see? I, you you can to, say that if you want. Um, anything that has to do with the damn wall, north of the wall. They'll, they're actually coming out with another uh, spinoff. Yes. So there will be another spinoff would, that is north of the wall. It's John John Snow. It's going to be about yeah. John Snow. Okay. Kit Harrington is coming back for it. So mm-hmm. I would okay. like to see that. But it, yeah, it's. I think <clears throat> I, I'm hoping that most of this is going to take place in King's Landing because, like, I didn't. I I mean, as much as I enjoyed the millions of characters that was in Game of Thrones, it was kind of tiresome. Like, okay, I want to get back to you know that character. So it would be nice to you know stick with like a main cast and following their story. That's fair. My my only comment, the only reason I make the comment is because the entire series, it's like everything coming from north of the wall, you know, winter is coming and all that stuff is just such a slow burn that I'm just tired of that by the time yeah. we get to where it's actually, and yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. it finally matters now. Yeah. So, okay. Now, no, I, 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 but I, I kind of wonder because, well, I just, I don't know when in the timeline, I, I would think that this, timeline with house of dragons is not going it's going to be passed when well, the first men was there and created the night king but if it's not i would have liked to see that actually. okay okay that would be the only exception for like the walls like the night king and how he was created and how he ended up up mm-hmm. there my okay. my understanding is that this is going to be about 300 years before robert's rebellion now i think the thing that I would say I'm looking forward to the most is how the the Starks became the Wardens of the North mm-hmm. and their relationship to the South, specifically the Targaryens and King's Landing. But if I had to put a pin in anything, I want to know and see how House uh, Martell and Dorne were able to stop the Targaryens, because mm-hmm. if you remember in the lore, if you remember in the stories or even in the books, it was the the seven kingdoms. Yes, they were united at, under House Targaryen and everything and the Age of Aegon, but it was House Targaryen were the only ones who stopped them. I want to know why. I want to know how mm-hmm. they were the only ones. Yeah, that that is, I am curious about that too because they were the only ones that weren't part of the seven king, like they're part of the seven kingdoms, but not under that rule of right. uh, you know when they all became one kingdom, pretty much. Yep. All right, are we ready for some controversy? Sure. We're down to our last two of this episode. Number nine, the blank is the most overrated hip hop artist in history. In history. Mm-hmm. Biggie Smalls. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. 
I mean, I, I was going to go. Um, I was honestly going to say Jay Z. I feel like he's fucking super overrated. Biggie Smalls. Oh, sir, how Man, dare you? <laughs> Diddy, Diddy, you got a, uh, you got brass ones, my friend. Solid fan. Yeah, I mean, he, Tupac is a fucking legend. I, I definitely I just, like Tupac. More so than. it's I just I I was never caught up in that. The in the New York hip hop stuff. No, no, just the New York hip hop stuff was never Mm -hmm. like was like whatever. The the California hip hop. Really? Yeah, the California hip hop stuff was much more like it it just felt like a little more visceral, a little more gritty. Whereas the New York one was more party, more. And I was like, you know, I grew up in South Side of Chicago, and so I, I guess I had both to to look at. Uh, But yeah, I I just kind of gravitated more towards. I mean, even going back as far as like the. Um, you know, Ice Cube and Snoop Dogg, and, and those are you know, like Snoop Dogg is a legend in my mind, and you know mm-hmm. all of that stuff. I, I would, I would also say, you know, I, I don't want to say Jay Z is not so a brilliant artist. I just don't particularly care for that for his music, and I, I, yeah. I enjoyed like I think Lincoln Park was amazing. I don't think Lincoln Park was made any better by Jay Z collaborating mm-hmm. with Lincoln Park. Yeah, or, or I, vice versa. I, I'm the same way. I, I think Jay Z. I think he like he obviously has talent. But I just think he is. I think he's extremely overrated. And Bill, I'm starting to get an echo now. Just so you know. Okay. Well, that's because I was a little bit loud with that one. Okay. My problem with the whole, and this is going a little bit off topic, but the Jay Z and Lincoln Park collaboration. My problem with that was not Jay Z. My problem with that is Lincoln Park finally became exposed. And what I mean by that is. Lincoln Park, we get it. You, Chester, rest in peace. Chester Biddingfield, one of the greatest vocalists in my lifetime in pop music culture. We get it. We, you fucking hate your parents. Relax, bro. You cannot sustain a career off of I hate my parents. Now, if you bring Jay-Z into that, then you can sell a few more albums, make a few more bucks. I get it. But yeah, I, I don't think that's a Jay-Z thing as much as it is a Lincoln Park thing. I absolutely disagree with uh, a hot ton of fire. I, I was going to say, I, I disagree with that also because of course, you I do. mean, yeah, sure. Like his, his viewpoint might be, you know, okay. I hate my parents. I'm hearing myself. It's annoying me. Anyways, his point of view of the, his music that he writes might be, okay, I hate my parents, but like we take, it's, it's all on how you interpret it and what it feels for you. You know, like there's a lot of his music when I'm like feeling in a deep, dark place that like I'm taking things from it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, his Lincoln Park's amazing and they, they did not need Jay-Z. I mean, not saying that 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 album wasn't a good one Mm because I thought it was okay, but like they didn't need it. I'm Lincoln bringing my Park. wife in here. She smacked me upside the head because she'll tell me that the Jay Z collaboration with Lincoln Park is the best. And we <laughs> argue, we actually haven't. You know, people have like uh, you know in-house rivalries, right? Like like mm-hmm. house divided. That's our right, house yeah, divided. Yeah, yeah. Our house divided is Lincoln Park without Jay Z, Lincoln mm-hmm. Park with Jay Z. She likes Lincoln Park with Jay Z, and I do not. She also oh. likes Biggie uh-huh. Smalls, and I'm you know I'm not. Oh oh no boy. <laughs> no, I, I 100% agree. Lincoln Park did not need Jay Z. 100% agree with that wholeheartedly. Lincoln Park was, without a doubt, in my opinion, super underrated as music- musicians. I really feel that they don't get, especially Mike Shinoda, 
did not get the credit he deserved as a producer of music. Whether it comes to, oh, what was the, uh, you ready? Let's go. That uh, one hit group that he had. Uh, this is 10% luck, 40% skill. Oh, Fort Minor? Thank you. Okay. Fort Minor arguably has one of the biggest followings, most copied, most used uh, soundtracks of all time. And it was all because of Mike Shinoda. Okay. If you, you can't go and Jen, as a football fan, I think you would agree that you cannot go to a sporting event and not hear that song at some point or another. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Mike Shinoda, as a music producer, never gets the props that I feel he deserves. That is not one iota to take away from uh, Chester. No. I think he was always overshadowed by uh, Chester's voice and singing. I think his rapping didn't get enough play. Uh, and I think that that's just a – had Lincoln Park, you know, persisted for another 10 years, I think we would have seen more Shinoda in mm-hmm. in, the, es- in the park. Especially in the with, park. Yeah, in the park. Whoa. Especially with a lot of the merge merging that's been going on with hip-hop into other genres. The Pixel and Black Scott. Hell Why? no. Yeah, that, that team up north. We don't – no, nah, hey, until y'all win another game, I don't want to hear it. I don't uh, want to hear it because you guys finally won one after like eight fucking years and after you guys bowed out because, oh, we're sick of COVID. Get out of here. Dini's over there like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> Sibling rivalries. Yeah, pretty nah, much. No, no. <laughs> I take right, a moment again. All right, last one. Blank is the most underrated artist in country music history. Underrated in country. I don't really know that much country. Um, Kane Brown. Dude. Okay. Dee Dee said, fuck this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Tina, we're not friends anymore. (laughs) Stop it. You leave Tina alone. Okay. Dee Dee, the most underrated country artist in history. There aren't any. <laughs> They're all overrated. <laughs> hey, you went big. You you threw me low, slow softball pitches for me, my friend. <laughs> I'm just swinging at them. It's not my fault. I love it. I love it. I'm a real person. I'm a real boy. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I think. <laughs> yep. You're a real boy. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to tell you what I think. <laughs> that was, that was great. And that was great. I, I wish I, I would have known that could have been thinking, my answer. <laughs> I was thinking hard. I'm like, I don't know any that I like. Now, what's funny is my wife will walk in here and say, but yeah, but he knows all the songs. Because <laughs> I was in the army stationed at every goddamn military honky tonk bar. Because yeah. there wasn't anything else, you know, Fort Sill, Fort, you know, Fort Hood, Fort Polk, Oklahoma, oh, Fort Chuk, Arizona. You, I am so sorry for your career. How did you end yeah. up in all those terrible places? Hey, that's why I got to Hawaii because I was like, you guys are giving me something or I'm out. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Yeah. I, I don't really listen to country 
um, to like the only one that I could think of, like, but he's, he's kind of big. So I can't really count. I guess I can't really count Kane Brown as underrated. Like he's, I don't, I don't really know. Casey Musgraves, is she, is she a country singer? I, I was going to say Jewel. Jewel. She's a folk singer, really. Yeah, folk singer. Bill's really done. I think Bill's done with us. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I think I broke him. But you did. I'm sorry, you did, my bad. You did, you did break to, him. Bill. It's okay. Um, well, I guess um, we'll go ahead and start wrapping up then. Where we'll go ahead and uh, plug yourself. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me right here working with Stack Up, doing stuff day to day work. Uh, you can find me at, on Twitter at deity seven d e i t y seven. You can find me on Twitch at d e i t y seven. Um, those are pretty much the only two places that I hang out because I don't have a whole lot of time for other things. Um, so those are my those are my things that I got going on right now. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, you know, coming on and educating everybody about Stack Up. Um, I think it is a great organization and hopefully, you know, everyone else thinks so, too, which they I don't see why they wouldn't unless you're like just a hater to the core. Um, and thank you for breaking my producer. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I have to have some like some extra value to bring, right? Yeah. When I come to these things, I can't just come with just knowledge. That's that, yeah. that can get real boring. Yeah, <laughs> no, I I enjoyed it a hundred percent. A hundred percent. It was a lot of fun. Um, Thank okay. you guys for watching and listening too. By the way. Yeah, so we're gonna drop you in the backstage, and I'm gonna give my closing remarks. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Appreciate right. you giving us the floor. Yeah, thank you. All right. Uh, <laughs> That was funny. Bill's pouting. <laughs> I hope you guys really enjoyed today's guest and learning more about Stack Up. Um, don't forget, my stream uh, will be Saturday on Twitch. Generator, you know, you'll find me. Uh, I hope you buddies really enjoy- well, I just had a brain fart. Uh, some people are not comfortable with sending money to some charities, which I do understand. I've had some people approach me and say, like, oh, I don't want to do this. Can Can I write you a check? I didn't know, like, that's not an option. So if you're not comfortable, I do have two options for you. Um, this is kind of a shameless plug, but you can purchase my merchandise from my store. All the profits um, from the merch store do go to stack up. And then you can also have the option to Venmo me and I'll just put that right back in a stack up. Um, you can find that linked in my link tree. I do have a goal of a thousand dollars. We're currently sitting at 374. Um, if you missed it, if we do surpass my goal and hit 1500, then I will get a stack up Rex tattoo to my arm. So just keep that in mind. And we do have a lot of fun incentives that are going to be coming up Saturday. So I hope you guys tune in. Um, and I, you know, I just hope you guys find a way to get involved. Thank you so much for DD for joining us today. Thank you to producer Bill. I'm sorry you got broken and thank you buddies. Remember mental health is important. Take care of yourself, be kind to others and have an amazing rest of your week. Bye for now. <laughs>